I went downhill incredibly quickly. I lost a ton of weight, which I did not have to lose and was essentially consigned to my bed, not eating, nothing was helping. This was frankly an emergency. Thanks for listening to this preview of the IBD podcast, part of the Health Unmuted audio library by Mission Based Media. IBD, or inflammatory bowel disease, isn't very common, but can be fatal if left undiagnosed and untreated. So in the IBD podcast, we hear from medical experts and people with lived experience to engage, educate, and empower listeners. We need your help getting the show out to the people and their families affected by inflammatory bowel disease. To learn more about how you can be involved, visit healthunmuted.com or drop us a line at info at healthunmuted.com. Sometimes IBD gets confused with IBS, but they are very, very different conditions. Where IBS is a disorder of gut-brain interaction. IBD refers to inflammatory bowel disease, and that's really an umbrella term for conditions that feature a significant amount of inflammation within the GI tract. In general, it's divided into two main types of diseases. The first is ulcerative colitis that tends to affect the rectum and other parts of the colon or the large intestine. And the second is Crohn's disease. This is inflammation that can affect anywhere in the GI tract from the mouth all the way to the anus. In episode one, we learn about these diseases and what causes them. We think that there's a genetic predisposition and then an environmental trigger that leads to the immune system being on hyper alerts, causing rip-roaring inflammation throughout the GI tract. I was under a tremendous amount of stress at work at the time, and it aggravated the problem. Plus, I was also taking an NSAID, an analgesic, like a pain medication. People who have IBD, you're really not supposed to take that because it increases inflammation. We also discussed the various symptoms of IBD. Abdominal pain, diarrhea, blood in the stool. You can have weight loss, nutrient deficiencies, profound fatigue. Since it's inflammatory, you can have fevers and chills. Amber experienced several of these classic symptoms prior to her diagnosis. I was having diarrhea, pretty uncontrollable at times, and it was bloody. I did have pain, but it was really the blood in my stool that told me that something was off. And it's really important to diagnose IBD early because it can have severe health impacts. You have a high risk of bowel cancer from people who have IBD. I was terrified. When I was lying there on the table and the scope was still in me, I just thought, my gosh, what does this mean? Over the past few years, treatments for IBD have gotten better and more targeted. And we talk about them in episodes two and three. The IBD medication space is exploding right now, which is exciting. The lowest level treatment is anti-inflammatory medications like 5-ASAs. There are also immunomodulators, and then there are newer classes of medications, including biologics like infliximab, ustekinumab, vetalizumab. Surgery can also be an option for some people with IBD. I had J-pouch surgery in 1999. I was only 26 at the time. Throughout this series, we bust a few IBD myths. There is this myth that people with IBD either cannot or should not have children. It's a 90% chance that you will not pass a form of IBD onto your children. 
IBD is very heterogeneous. And even the umbrella terms that we call ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease are probably many different disease processes that we're lumping under one name. And so they can present very differently. And we learn how a diagnosis of IBD doesn't mean the end of your life as you know it. Once you understand what you're dealing with and what's possible, that is going to make the journey with IBD so much more tolerable. 